get at it. It's Friday, September 6th. I can't believe it's already Friday. I feel like it's just this summer's been so crazy for me and the move to Florida that everything's just been such a blur and just craziness. Uh, just waiting for things to calm down, and I know they will. But uh, let's talk Orioles real quick. Orioles caught up a whole lot of people with these September call-ups. We didn't really get to them, but Trumbo, Dwight Smith Jr., uh, Eshelman, and then this guy in the outfield that nobody seems to know except for Matt. Matt swears on Section 336 that he's talked about this guy as a possible guy upcoming, and that is Mason Williams. So... Those are some fun names. Orioles brought up 10 guys, which is a lot more than they normally bring up. But they're also in a position where nothing matters. So why do they bring these guys up? Uh, pitching, I would say they're bringing them up because it's arms. And you got to get through the rest of the season. So they're bringing up just arms that they can throw out there. The uh, other guys... I don't think any of these guys are part of the future, so maybe it's so we can check them out, but maybe more so other teams can check them out and decide, like, trade them for crap. I don't know. I really don't know the point of bringing them up. Um, so I have no answers for you on why Mason Williams is the center fielder we all deserve. It's not going to bring more people to the stadium if you were going to do that. Maybe you'd bring more people if you brought up Austin Hayes or Ryan Mountcastle, but it's not about that. So, I don't know. But the Orioles continue to play, and last night, at some point, this I'm going to do this. I'm going to go through the season, and I'm going to break down what games were lost because of pitching, what games were lost because of hitting. Offense, defense, split it up. And I think I'm going to use the four run as the limit. If you keep the opponent to under four runs and you lose, that's on the offense. Because the Orioles should be able to score four runs. If you give up more than four runs, then your pitching sucks. And that's on the defense. So I'm going to, maybe I'll work on it this weekend. That's going to be my upcoming project. And last night is a game that I will blame on the offense because the Orioles kept the Texas Rangers to three runs. That's a winnable ball game. John Means went 6.2 innings, gave up four hits with two runs. Castro came in for just over an inning, perfect, uh, with two strikeouts. Blower came in, and he gave up one run. Klein came in to finish out the game. No runs, just one hit. So good performance by our pitching staff, but not from our offensive side of the ball. Ten hits, and all you could get out of that was one run? That's pathetic. It's not acceptable. It's not acceptable at home. It's not acceptable at the road. It's just, it's not acceptable. And like to say, oh, well, the Orioles pitching is the problem. It's not always the pitching. Sometimes, like last night, it is the offense. The Orioles continue this weekend with the Texas Rangers in town. Tonight, we will see Dylan Bundy, and tomorrow, it will be Aaron Brooks. So, uh, we'll see. Again, these guys are guys that have shown good outings and have shown just crap. 
So let me know what you think. Is four runs the right limit? Is four the number for the opponent for whether the pitching, I can classify the pitching as adequate, good enough to win or not? Let me know what you think of that four run limit because I'm clearly, I believe I'm just making that up. It just, it feels right to me. Like a four run game, you should, feels like you're always in it. You always have a chance. That's kind of why I'm going with the four run thought process. Other than that, I mean, it's the last month of baseball. And for the Orioles, it's just like, let's just get through it. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be fun. It's just something we have to do. Chris Davis is going to get even less playing time. Um, I wonder if that means anything for the future of Chris Davis in Baltimore. I wonder if they're starting to give up. I wonder if they try a whole new tactic this offseason to prep them for next year. If they kind of just throw out as this didn't work, let's do it over again. Or if they give up. Because, I mean, they're not just going to sit there and do nothing. I mean, I feel like for years we would hear that, where we'd hear that, oh, Chris Davis has been working hard with the hitting coach. And then the hitting coach is like, oh, yeah, we had a phone call once. So it's on Chris Davis to get better. It's on the Orioles to force him to get better or release him. And I don't know, I've never been in this situation Chris Davis is in, I don't think. We're just like, it's not working. And I know it's not working, but I'm also getting paid millions and millions of dollars. Whether or not it works is an interesting place to be. And I don't know. I can see Chris Davis being frustrated by it. I can also see Chris Davis be like, well, it's what I got to do to provide for my family. I can't let the frustration get to me. I just got to go and do my best and enjoy my time with my family and my kids. I can totally see that viewpoint as well. Uh, Other than that, you guys got any plans this weekend? I imagine it's starting to get a little chilly back in Baltimore. It is not in Florida. It is still 90 degrees and I am really excited for winters in Florida because I believe that nice 70 degree weather sounds amazing. And I am jealous that you guys are getting that back in Maryland and while I still have the 90 degree summers. But again, I'm when it comes to the weather, I'm in Florida for the winters, not for the summers. The winters are the amazing weather I'm looking forward to. Um, this weekend, the Ravens have their home opener. Uh, it's not their home opener. Their season opener. where they Because they open up in my state down here in Florida as they take on the Miami Dolphins. Let's talk a little bit about that after the break. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's now the home for Section 336, 336 Daily, and Film Study with Ken McCusick. Because it's the easiest way to make a podcast Everything you want in one place. You can record and edit on the website or the app. If you don't know what you're doing with audio, no problem. And they take care of the distribution. They get you onto iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, all that stuff. And again, they'll help you monetize it with little ads like this. So go ahead and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. All right, football time. Did you guys watch that Packers-Bears game yesterday? I mean, 
come on, it's Packers-Bears, 100-year football. It totally makes sense. That should be the kickoff matchup. Get Aaron Rodgers out there, a new coach, lots of storylines to kick off the football season. But that football game was crap. It was ugly. It wasn't great defense. It was just bad offense on both sides of the ball. And I don't know what to take from that. Like, you know, there was a big deal being made about Aaron Rodgers didn't do any preseason games. Uh, does that mean, does that say that preseason games mean something? I know there's the fear of injury and all, but would he be in better shape? He definitely came out in the second half looking better. Would he have been in better position if he had some preseason games under his belt? I don't know. It's something to watch for as, especially this season, more than ever, we had starters not playing in preseason games. And that brings us to the Ravens. And uh, that brings us to the Ravens and Lamar. So... Lamar played in some preseason, but not, but very little. But he did throw the ball in preseason. He ran the ball in preseason. So he had a little bit of something. They made a big deal about Aaron Rodgers on the first time he got hit of the season, and he didn't get hit in preseason. Well, Lamar Jackson got hit. So he got, he's got that under his belt. He's also got the advantage that they're going down to the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins are not a good team. They're in the middle of a rebuild, I guess. I guess football teams rebuild, but they're a restructuring. They've got a, they've got a good some good cornerbacks and safeties. They've got some. Their defense is not that bad. Their defense is pretty good, but offensively they don't have much at all. So our defense should have no problem with the Miami Dolphins, Lamar Jackson, and this offense. Let's see. This is a good game to showcase it because it's a team they should easily beat. So let's see how different this game is. How much? There's so many questions going into this game. How much is Lamar throwing the ball? How much is Lamar running the ball? Does Mark Ingram still have it in him? What can Hollywood Brown do? Does he have the speed? Let's see it on the NFL field. Let's see it in a real game. What about uh, these other guys? Willie Sneed. What about... Um, what about this offensive line? We've made big changes. Does Orlando Brown take the next step? Can we give Lamar Jackson enough protection? And that's not even talking about what about the fact that John Harbaugh said that this offense is like something you've never seen before? Is he telling the truth about that? Or is he just being a talent like Lamar Jackson we've never seen before? You know, you can say that crap and in our wildest fantasies, it would be awesome if they start lining up in positions we've never seen and start doing things that are just completely different and out of the book. That would make a really fun season. I don't think that's what's going on. I think we all kind of know what we're getting. What about the tight ends? Can Hurst step up this year after, after kind of a disappointing rookie year? Does Mark Andrews become the, the favorite receiver of Lamar Jackson with little dump-offs. So many questions. I can't wait. 1 p.m. this Sunday. Let's get to it. Let's get this NFL season going. Uh, I drafted Lamar Jackson on my fantasy football team. 
and it's either going to be amazing or it's going to suck. I trusted Joe Flacco in the past, and he never gave me fantasy points. Lamar Jackson should get me fantasy points with his feet. The question is, can he throw the ball enough to get me fantasy points in the air? Big question mark about how Lamar is going to do for fantasy. I decided to take the gamble because I suck at fantasy football anyway, and I need something like the magic of Lamar Jackson to push me to the top. Let's find out. Let's talk about it on Monday. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy some Orioles and Rangers. Hopefully you're getting out to the yard. Only a month left. I think it's like 12, 13 games left at Camden Yards this year. Get out there. Support the orange and black. Or at least just enjoy a nice fall weather game before it gets cold at the end of the month. Enjoy yourself. And uh, if anyone's coming down to Florida, welcome to my state now. As I am kind of a Floridian. I made it through a hurricane. Did not get my driver's license changed yet. I tried, but they were all closed because of Dorian. So welcome to Florida. Let's get at it. Football is back. Enjoy the game on Sunday.